Hey guys, so we're finally here. The stunning conclusion of Detective Mac. And like the first commentary that I've been able to pull off in a while because of my stupid mic. So let's get started. Um, I am super excited about this episode. It's a short episode. It's only 20 minutes. It's probably the shortest episode I've ever had of Seminar. But, um... It's it's a doozy. It's hilarious. Um, and I had a lot of fun with uh, the whole thing. Mike Winters, you're an amazing man, and I'm I'm very sad to see that there's no more Detective Mac. But I am very happy that you will continue to be with us for um for your run as the instructor. So hey, at least I still get to keep you around in one capacity. So uh, here's Detective Mac Part Four, which. Personally, I think it's my favorite, actually. Um, they're all funny. I mean, I've never I've never had an episode that I didn't think was absolutely hilarious. But um, I think I like Ford the best just because of the whole let's just take the fourth wall and smash it into tiny bits part that we'll get to later. Okay, what just happened? And uh, funny story for anyone who's curious, the character of Clyde, um, the 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 Uper accent, is Mike playing him, and it's funny because he actually sent me that that line when when I when I started to cast the role, he sent me an email going, hey, here's how a Uper should sound, and he recorded him doing pretty much Clyde's voice, and I had the auditions over for Clyde, and no one really tried, like everybody was very intimidated by that role. So I looked at Mike and I went, hey, guess what? You sound like Clyde. You got it. So I think it's pretty funny that he plays the instructor, and he plays Clyde, and he wrote this. And it's just, it's it's hilarious. Oh, and see, here's, see, this, is, this part of the episode is probably my favorite part. Because we just break the fourth wall here. Susan, I've been having these romantic... Feelings towards you. <laughs> and I like the fact that Philip goes from the Detective Mac voice to like this meek little kind of, oh dear, love you. oh god, uh, thoughts, thoughts I shouldn't be having. So do I, every word of it. Surely he can't and then Susan has got the best reactions because she's just like, uh, knock it off. I'm not really going for this. And then she suddenly does change. I've never been so sure in my life. When you're sad, and I'll help you get drunk. I love the music that I use behind this because this is actually, um, while Marcus, the new director, is not actually coming on to working on production for a seminar until next month's episode, um, he has got a huge array of music. And I actually emailed him and was like, Question, do you have cheesy romantic music? And thus, this scene had background. Because I didn't have anything that was, like, cheesy romantic that wasn't copywritten. And I was like, darn. As much fun as it would be to actually use Michael Bolton, I kind of can't. It was a nice thought, though. And then I love how Jeffrey just comes up and is like, what the heck? Just you and I. We'll go to Paris, London, Rome, Chernobyl. Yes. What are you... Mm. The record scratches in this episode are completely my invention. He doesn't love you anymore, Jeffrey. Um, I used it in a couple of episodes for other things. Like I think I used it in um. Oh, <laughs> this is why I love this episode. It's from the entire Jerry Slinger show. 
because I did this all from scratch, and it it came out so well because it just sounded like Jerry Springer. It's so good. It sounded like Springer, and I managed to pull it off without actually having to have people go, Jerry, Jerry, because I didn't want to have to sit there and like record it off a TV screen, which is what was going to happen. But, uh, yeah. Oh, this is such a good episode, because I just love this whole sequence. Especially considering, oh, but yeah, going back to the record scratch, um, that was totally added in because I thought that, you know, just switching from, like, romantic music to back to Detective Mac themes would be as funny. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put the record scratch in there and make it very, uh, Dixie-esque, I guess, or something else along those lines. And, and, oh, by the way, Jeffrey's fighty noises, he sounds like a little girl, so you really need to listen. did not. I'm not kidding. It's like him going. Right, it was probably the funniest thing I've ever gotten from Jeffrey, and that's over the monkey speak line from issue 14. It was that funny. And this was kind of hard to do too, because I was trying to figure out how to make it sound like they were getting progressively more grossed out. But it's really hard to do that when you just have a bunch of stock crowd effects. Maybe we should keep it to. And then I love how Philip goes right back from the this, you know, meep, 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 kind of character down, back down to Detective Mac again. And he's got some of the funniest bloopers I've ever heard, because a lot of a lot of his lines in issue 15, or not issue, issue 15, what am I talking about? Um, in part 5, there's the denominator of 5 I was going for, part 5. Um, he's got a bunch of lines that were either ad-libs that I, that I went ahead and used, or, um, some of them are pretty funny. And I do love this, this pitch of the naked lady closet. It's just so great. And, uh, I just, the Jerry Slinger section is my favorite part of the entire episode. No ands, or buts. I love it. It's never going to stop being my favorite part. I will probably listen to this episode just for the Jerry Slinger part, because I found it hilarious. And I don't even know why I found it so funny. George, you're back. Where have you been? I've been worried sick. Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. The By the way, I don't know if you guys heard the phone, but that's that was my dad's phone in the background. Sorry, guys. He, yeah, he's on this whole phone right now. I'm in my room recording, and he's in the office. So yeah, if you hear that, that's him. But um. Hey guys, I found them. And oh, by the way, I do love the fact that Clyde notices one Thanks, thing out of the entire room. He totally misses the fact that George is staying in front of him, and he's just like, yeah, you're out of beer. Right. And it's just, oh, it's exciting. doing? Um, nothing, George. And I, uh, yeah, the whole thing's great. And uh, I, I do absolutely love this whole scene. Um, it's such a random kind of casting thing where I wanted casting Joey and Bobby, and... I just love the fact that they sound like they are coming in through the windows like flipping Batman and Robin. And they, you know, they really did. And it's just, it's so great. And then, of course, there's this part where they actually run into a ball where, (laughs) I gotta say, of all the effects I have been asked to do on this show, and there have been so many... There are some really weird ones, and I think reading a script and seeing they all walk until they walk into a wall, and all I could think was, aside from me actually walking into a wall in front of my, uh, in front of my, um, you know, microphone, what in the hell would I do for that effect? And I just wound up using a good thud, like a really good hollow kind of wonk into drywall kind of thud, and it worked out really well.
And this is one of the first episodes where I was really able to make the instructor script short and sweet and still get the point. Because I, when I found out I was having two of the same show, I was like, forget it. Um, I could if it, I could either run them together and not even have the instructor talk, or I could, you know, separate them by a little bit. So I came up with the idea, and for anyone who, you know, considering we're independent, some of you out there should be cult movie fanatics. And so you guys should have caught that the actual title of the episode is um, Late Night Double Feature Audio Show, a playoff of at the late night science fiction picture show meaning I was making fun of Rocky Horror. So I decided to go with the double feature idea. And, um, so, um, my brain just tried to sing that song from Rocky Horror all of a sudden. So I just lost my train of thought. That's great. But anyway, yes, so, um, I went ahead and just decided to do, like, this double feature idea and, um, just give the instructor, like, one little blip of a line to go, hey, by the way, this is part five now. And I do love this whole sequence about him talking about being late. <laughs> the line about all for an autograph of Jim Varney and the like the blue hair and bobby pins. All that that was that was Philip. I didn't do any of that. That was all him. It was great. And then of course the biggest joke out of them all is what's coming up right now. He's Eddie the Toad. No, you idiot. Our boss is much more ruthless. Oh, I wish I never took that job. I should have looked inside those packages. I can't believe I helped somebody. Sorry, one second. I, you would not believe who I'm texting. I am texting M right now because she wants to know if I'm coming over tonight because I'm supposed to be coming to visit her. So, while I let all of you listen to this wonderful episode, I'm going to finish texting her really quick because she's distracting me from my work. This little piggy goes to market. The other piggies have to take up the slack so you don't fall down. Would someone please tell me what the heck is going on here? Sorry, now Clyde just totally distracted me. Okay, so now that that's taken care of. Because apparently I need to go save the world somewhere with M. It's Bobby and Cassie. They're going to go have a fashion emergency together. No, really, actually, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to go get business clothes from her. So, yes, Bobby's going to go teach Cassie some fashion tips. Um, anyway... Oh, yes. Where was I? Oh, yeah. The episode that I'm doing the commentary for. What a great idea that would be to focus. So, yes, I do like the fact that they all tell Clyde that he's actually just, um, where he's just, you know, like... I'm so sorry. No, this can't be true. I have memories of us, Max. When we're then again, I, I liked Clyde from the moment he did the whole Jerry Maguire thing in in uh, part three, so I confess, I like the character, so I felt kind of bad for him when actually he found out that his whole life was a lie. Because, Mike, you're a jerk, and you want to break the fourth wall on these poor unsuspecting characters. Oh, and then, you know, if you haven't listened to this episode already, which... I encourage that you do. Please don't... I, I mean, I know I'm told I'm funny, and I don't believe you people when you say I'm funny, but either way, um, listen to the episode first, then come back and listen to me babble about it, because it makes so much more sense that way. But, um, so if you have listened to the episode, which you should have, then you would already know the big punchline of this episode is the real identity of Eddie the Toad. And here, here the bosses.
What? You? You can't be. You're Eddie the Toad? Imbeciles! And I do love... Okay, so for anyone who's listening, you should know who that voice is who's playing Edie the Toad. And that would be Chris Bays. And it's because for some odd reason, she managed to make secretary and, like, bimbo and villain and gangster all roll into one. It was kind of cool. By the way... That whole... This whole sequence was so hard to do because I was trying to figure out... How in the heck to properly do a bus? And then I decided, well, how funny would it be if a bus knocked him over and pushed him into a pile of junk? And I mean, like, junk as in, like, tin cans and crap. So that's what I did. And I was like, I hope somebody gets that, because I think it'd be funny. You don't have to think it's funny, but I think it's funny. And really, I'm the director, so who else cares? No, just kidding. And I know that the the plot of the show is kind of like, maybe, but could be, you know, because it's it's just a show that gets off track. And so I thought it was kind of funny when we started talking about Michael Bolton again in the episode. And I'm like, oh, that's right, that is what the episode, that was what the whole mystery was, is taking down Eddie the Toad for the Michael Bolton CDs that George was smuggling. I get so distracted. It's not even funny. And I do love the laughing in here. Like, the laughing right here, it's just... It's that so is good. enough. It's so good. If you must know, I do remember that day. But I wasn't talking about that Michael Bolton. I was talking about the Michael Bolton from the movie Office. Right, sure you were, Mac. Oh. You lie! <laughs> you lie! Your influence, I challenge you to a duel! What? I do love the, the what kind of response. I mean, like, can you imagine being in... Well, then again, I could never imagine being in Detective Mac. It's just that freaking crazy. But I do love the fact that he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, they're about to have a duel. So, how do you want to do this? Pistols? Swords? And I do love this whole sequence where they're talking about how they want to deal with this. And I'm really glad that I didn't have to do Matrix style. Because I don't know how I would have done it in audio, and knowing Mike, he would have been mean enough to make me. He would have been like, hey, you know what? It's Matrix style. Have fun, cat. Okay. That line right there by Mac, I had like 12 takes of Philip doing it, and every single take sounded like an ad for something. And I was like, you don't need to leave it in, because that's just freaking hilarious. I didn't. And, yes, yes, for anyone who's curious, that really is a lightsaber battle. And I had the most fun ever recording it. It was just, or not recording, but like mixing it, it was too much fun. So I pretty much had like all these stock effects and was just like using it as an excuse to just throw in hits and punches and crap. It was great, well not punches, but like body hits and stuff. It was fun. And I used, like, whatever random techno music I had, courtesies of David, and it was, oh, it was so fantastic. Yeah, and I do like the fact that this now officially sounds like, you know, DC versus Capcom or something. 
No. Or Marvel vs. Capcom. Whatever. I don't know. I don't pay attention. <laughs> Pretty sure it's DC, now, though. Because I love you so much, I'll kill you quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Best ending to a fight ever is right here. <laughs> Thank you, Clyde. This is the best ending ever. Clyde, nice work. How did you three get away from those punks? George used his head on both of them. Oh, I'll be fine just as soon as the sun goes I do like the fact that you can totally tell that George is like so completely out of it. And I like the totally just casual, oh, here, I'll get lead against something, and then suddenly his head is sizzling. Oh, that's gotta suck. Which, that is, in fact, the sound of bacon frying, ladies and gentlemen. I did it just for you. Feel happy. It's true Foley sound effects right there. And just... I do love this whole thing. And it's so funny, because... This entire, like, like the whole thing about Clyde is that he's my favorite character, I think, because of his accent. Because every single line that comes out of his mouth is funny now to me. And I'm pretty sure it's just the accent. Like, I don't think it has anything to do with anything else. It's just probably the fact that he's got an accent, and it's just, it's a funny accent, because I have relatives who sound like that. And I will let in, I, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of seminar trivia, as it were, because this is one of those behind-the-scenes things that I know you guys always listen to in the commentaries to hear, but you never hear about. But, um, originally, there was supposed to be a different ending to, uh, to Detective Mac. Um, originally, we were going to have the entire cast... Singing All Star by Smash Mouth, which would have been freaking hilarious too. But um, due to fair terms of use issues and the, the fact that I don't want to get sued, um, we had to scrap the idea. So instead, we have Mac giving this monologue. And I do so love it. And it kind of makes me wish, and Mike, you don't have to do this, but I think it'd be really freaking hilarious if you did it down the road, even though I won't be directing anymore. Or seminar, rather. Um, I think it'd be really hilarious if we got, you know, if we got some sort of second Detective Mac mystery, maybe, with your partner, who you'll hear about in just a minute. Because I really, really, no, seriously, if you were to do a sequel to Detective Mac, I would probably listen to it repeatedly as long as it was freaking hilarious. And I still have all the music for it, so I can give it to Marcus, and if you ever get the bug, let me know, because I will totally be there to audition. <laughs> but there's just so much there's so much comedy gold in this show. And he still didn't fix the ceiling. There's just so many great things about this show. And I'm kind of, I know I'm not kind of, I really am bummed that this is the last Detective Max that I'm going to do, and um... On that note, it's also the last episode of Seminar I am directing, solo. So, I'm really glad that it wound up being one of the funniest shows that we've ever done, and it's the first conclusion to any miniseries in Seminar. So that's the first time we've seen a story from beginning to end that's gone over a series of episodes. And, um...
I really, I really am going to miss working on seminar. Um, I've got a lot of projects that I'm going to be working on for pendant, so I know it's going to be worthwhile. And I know that seminar does need to change hands and get a fresh taste. And but I'm really glad that this was the last episode I got to do on my own. I did it completely from start to finish, and uh, it was just as fun as usual. And uh, I really had fun. I really did. And like I said, I think Jerry Springer, Slinger. I'm sorry, Jerry Slinger will forever be one of my favorite segments in any seminar short, so it'll be fantastic. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and, um, I'm, I'm out, so, uh, I hope you enjoyed this commentary, and I really should turn off the microphone, but, uh, Thanks for listening to my last solo episode of Seminar, guys, and my last commentary solo for Seminar. All right. See you later.